0: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
1: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving.
2: With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy
1: fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
0: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks.
2: So, make the switch to Huggy's Little Movers today.
1: We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai
2: Ionic 5.
0: With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
1: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get.
2: They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you
0: have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals.
1: Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com
2: today to find a location near you. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want,
1: Very important question to ask you. Yeah. Do you
2: still quartal? Uh, every day.
1: <gasps> so do I. And I'm I'm really good at that. Although
2: I, then I got into
0: secordal. Oh, for the love what? of God!
2: And sec there's another one. There's 16 at the same oh, time. Oh, for
0: the love of God! Uh, it's just gonna get worse Octortle, and worse. Octordle.
2: Sorry, worse. sorry. Octordle is eight. Okay. And I was doing that, and then secordle is 16 of them at the same. But here's what I figured with with those, it completely changes the game because then I all you would have to do because you'd have nine chance or even more than because quartal gives you how many? Seven. Seven. So set would give or whatever, they would give you like twelve. Right. So I just realized all I gotta do is a do story prose night. And then right. I would have like covered the entire out. And then it was yeah. just like a so I was like, this isn't we're fun anymore. Wordle. So I do Quartal, which we're is still Wordle. But Are
1: you I you still wordle? Do You have your yeah. first
2: two Quartal like words that you choose every we time? We choose a
1: different one every time. So wow. Jensen and I do it together. We, it's wow. kind of like a a bonding thing we nice. do. Wow. Uh and so sometimes, depending on how we're feeling, Jensen will make it really hard. And he'll be like, first word pinch. And I'm like, Pinch? Okay. Mm-hmm. But listen. So it's a waste
0: the yeah. P and Earth, that C or Earth not. And is is what I, I start with. Always start with a do. I start with Earth. Earth is pretty good. Earth, Earth is a good is one. It's
2: pretty good. Yeah. I do a do story every time. Yeah. I've covered I whaddled, all your vowels, Y, S, and T. Rusty's and like,
0: good. I'm. Uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the point of this? <laughs>
1: Welcome to Pod Meets World, a podcast where uh, we deep dive into episodes of Boy Meets World and tell you our behind the scenes stories, feelings. And um, we do a lot of unpacking. If you will. Y- yes, My- I will.
3: I absolutely will. <laughs> we
1: should have called
2: this unpacking the world.
1: Unpacking <laughs> the world. You're right. Listen, we all know that this podcast was Will's idea. Yes, uh, exactly. And so, no! was- oh. oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. It, it was oh, it actually was Ryder's, Ryder's idea. idea. It
0: was Will's idea. He came up with it on the side yard where Feeney was. <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: it's like man, when I get asked backyard. to do the
0: Feeney call. I'm like, oh, you think I'm Will. Oh, I get that all the time. It's like, you are, oh man, what is it like playing Corey's friend? Like, I don't know. Ask Ryder.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, I am Danielle Fischel.
0: I'm Will Friedle. And I am Ryder Strong.
1: Maybe better known to you as Topanga, Eric, and Sean. Um, so I am absolutely thrilled. We have our first ever guest
3: and a on great the first Pod guest. Meets
1: World podcast uh this is an incredible guest please welcome rusty russ william rusty russ
3: oh, yay. Yay. Oh, thank
4: you you're talking about i didn't know when they're <laughs> gonna show up what oh, guest who
0: could that be oh my wow. well, rusty's you, god. rusty's here rusty's yeah. here rusty wow.
1: they just did a screening of cruisin did you know this <laughs>
4: no At, who did a screening of Cruisin? Um,
1: Gosh, what theater was it? Let's see if my our pod podcast producer Jensen Karp could send it in the uh, our chat. It was a theater in L.A. They just did another like a, a live showing, a, a screening of the movie. Wow! And I it I wanted to ask you, were you at the original premiere?
4: No, oh, no, no. probably not. No, no, I, I, I actually I don't even remember. Really? But I do remember you've that it was- You've such, such
3: a, a career. career. <laughs> I know mean, you had
1: such a career, you don't even remember <laughs> well, when you yeah, the, the thing. premiere. It,
4: for, it for, was literally the second movie ever that you did. No, it actually <laughs> was the third movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did You and Me, Kid, Brooke Shields. Yeah. She was about 14. Oh, my wow. gosh. Um, How old were you? Burns, 30. Wow, okay. Okay. Four, 36, 40. I don't know. <laughs> whatever really? it was, yeah, it was yeah, like but mine. i remember i, I came back it. i came back from mexico i was doing a, a show called catalanian little britches with uh burt lancaster rod steiger wow. etc and uh and then and i'd work with um with al pacino on broadway and said so mm. i'm doing this movie come in and i think you can do this part and i thought oh great
0: and it was like okay Shh. yes um, for, for the football. audience who doesn't know rusty's been in everything. everything. I mean aside Stop. from
1: where you will know him best as Alan Matthews. I did not say that. I just well, Yes, the dad, the the, the, the Matthews dad. family the patriarch. The Matthews family patriarch uh and yes. you are truly an iconic TV dad. Well, and
0: grocer.
4: <laughs> I know you, you go to Bonds or Ralphs, I'm right up there with the other managers in the picture. Bananas are over there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I don't know where the canned soup is. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, still still it, a method actor. Clean up aisle still seven. A method actor.
0: Rusty worked in a grocery store for three years before taking on the role of Alan Matthews. <laughs>
2: just to get oh, the character. Yeah. And then what? You guys were a camping store by the end? Outdoor? Yeah. What know. other jobs did you have? Those are the two main ones. On the show? Yeah. yeah. I know Betsy was a real estate agent at one point. Yeah, I, the brick
0: split level on
2: <laughs> It's so funny. There are certain lines. I guess just because as a as a community we thought certain things were funny as like in jokes. Is I remember the brick split level. Yep. When you said clean up on aisle seven in the pilot, or do you remember when you, you're, you're, I, I remember yeah. we used to say that all oh, the time. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, We used to do all that. Spill it
2: on, or whatever you had. And the yeah. second I heard that line, I was like, I remember, we used to yeah. reference this you never all the time. What,
0: to, what, like, we decided to make a, an inside joke. Right, And, and right. that was one, Yes, yeah, was one of the, one of the ones that you and I had, Rusty, was years later at the, at the camping store with you doing the, uh, we were trying to sell, Sh- hiking shoes to, or, or climbing <laughs> shoes to climbers. And you have to go like, and then halfway down, they're like, nah, as they're falling off the cliff. And you and I did that for years after that. Was- right. Yeah. You better
4: get these good hiking shoes. Cause you don't want to be on the hike going, Oh, look over here.
3: That's All right.
2: So Rusty, Wait. Let us Walk us through coming on to Boy Meets World. What what was it like? What how, what was your experience coming on? Did you audition? Did yeah. you get offered this part? You were a replacement. You we know, yeah. shot a pilot with a different dad. Matt McCoy. So I want to hear how you came to this world.
4: Well, and let me say right off, Matt McCoy is a friend of mine and a terrific actor. Yeah. And I, I love Matt. But then, it, yeah, it's, it's just funny. I was at a certain point in my uh, career I was working and I'd done series and I'd done movies and I'd done this, but you know, and, um, I remember someone asked me, go in and would you like to take a meeting on this show? And I said, I don't, I'm not, a, you know, honestly, I'm the sitcom was hard for me. Yeah. You hadn't really, I, I didn't it, get yeah. it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know how people did them. Yeah. I didn't, I just didn't understand. And I frankly thought I wouldn't be any good. And uh, so, actually, when the first audition or meeting came up, I just said, No, I'm really not. I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't feel comfortable. I think this is not right for me, even yeah. the, the genre. And then, um, so then obviously you guys went on, did the pilot, and I did something or whatever it was. And Michael, for whatever reason, uh, Michael Jacobs, uh, wouldn't let it go. He did the pilot and then. When they sold the shows, he had decided that somewhere he still, he had wanted me. And I think he had seen a baseball movie I did, Pastime,
3: oh. or some other Great stuff. Yeah. And he
4: just had something in his head. And at that time, they came back to me, and literally it was kind of a practical thing. They said, yeah, they still would like to maybe see you on this, but now they're doing 13 shows.
1: Right, it's not a pilot
4: anymore. Yeah. Right. yeah. it's not just one, one off. It's a real joke. Like, yeah. And there's, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but there's real money involved. Yeah, so of that's course. Right, is. Which is fine, and, you know. And uh, I was just at a point in my life, I said, well, you know, I've, I've always been a, 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 an exponent of, if you have door A and door B in front of you, and you keep banging your head on door A, and it's just not opening, and door B opens, you're a fool if you keep banging your yeah. head on door A. You walk through door B and you go, well, let's see where this leads. Yeah, You know, it's funny you said
3: that
2: you didn't feel comfortable with the sitcom form or didn't really get it. Because in a lot of ways, I think that's why you were perfect for the show. Yeah. And I, I think that, because I think, you know, what happens with any form, right, is, is that it becomes stale. And and I think if actors, like in other words, if, if the more sitcom-y of an actor they had found, the the sort of less uh, meaningful the character would have felt. I mean, what what's incredible to me is that your presence is so grounding in the show, yes. yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. it, uh, it's, it's, it's remarkably like relaxing and you're not trying to go for laughs. You're not trying, you're not a goofy put upon dad. You're, you know, they, I feel like that the father on a sitcom is such, a, it's the Homer Simpson trope, right? Like right. the idea that you're like dumb and don't know anything. And you, your character ends up feeling like a real dad, not being a, a, a joke, but also being funny. And it's just like, it's an amazing balance. So I, I really do think that's probably what Michael saw. And I think it's what the show needed. It's, it's really incredible. Well, it is,
0: yeah. I mean, my, Michael did... I mean, for a quote unquote kid show, the adults on our show were great. Yeah. I yes. mean, that's the thing is adults on a lot of kid shows yeah, are like the great. most ridiculous. The, pulling one over on them. They're kind of buffoons. Michael didn't do that with any of the adults on no. our show. I mean, no. all the adults were written like adults. Yes. You know, it was it was a totally different thing. Well, that's a great
4: observation. And I think, you know, like I said, it's hard to be objective. Yeah. But, you know, it's actually I haven't seen the shows in like forever. And uh, I watched the other day and i kind of went oh and now that you mention that yeah i was right. like oh okay yeah i don't really have a banana in my ear <laughs> right <laughs> you know right it was, i mean it seemed yeah. it you know and you guys joke. were so wonderful that all i had to do is kind of sit back and you know not knock over the furniture
1: As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be.
2: Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air.
0: <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore.
1: Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the
2: perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation, first
0: steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history.
1: The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then
0: you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals.
2: I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold.
1: Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift.
0: So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to
2: LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale
0: ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly.
1: That's LegacyBox.com world. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media?
2: But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your
0: mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books.
1: Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers.
0: You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Book's. That's
2: short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement?
1: Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano.
0: That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers
1: just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now.
0: And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
1: Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's
2: B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code
0: WORLD.
1: When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we
0: could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai
1: is more visible on this show than Topanga.
2: The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
1: With up to a 303 mile range, available two way charging, and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
0: Say teched out again.
1: Nope, that was a one time show. Snooze, you lose.
0: Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech forward electric SUV. The
2: standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes
0: when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
1: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning
2: handbag, a watch that says it all,
1: When did you meet Betsy? Did you and Betsy have a relationship before Boy Meets World started? Or did you guys meet no. your first episode? No, we met
4: probably in the first Gabriel. episode or the first, the photo shoot. Right, yeah. yes. That's, that's right. where I the met all you yes, that's guys. That's where we all that's met. True. And yeah. you were seen petrified. <laughs> you
3: were, Is that and what you want to know? I was petrified. Because
1: I wasn't at the photo shoot. So I need to know, what was your first impression of Will and Ryder and the rest of the cast?
4: Oh my You could be honest, God. by the way. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? No. I, no, they were, it was great. And I, you know, one thing you have to have as an actor, or hopefully you can, is you can walk into a situation and kind of hopefully listen and watch and not impose anything. I was really just trying to stay out of the way and not scare anybody. Because I have a very, you know, I've, I've, didn't told, I mean, I I can have an abrasive or, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you look and go, why are you so angry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry, I just, it's just my face. You scared me.
0: You did, you scared me. You did he really? He absolutely did, and it was nothing that you did. It wasn't that you were angry or had, you were just, you came in and were like, I knew who you were and you were the consummate actor and it was, I was intimidated. So it was like, you, you you know, you're meeting everybody at the, at the photo shoot, which by the way, the, the, the poster is, is five feet from where we're sitting right now outside (laughs) the store. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, here's your family yeah <laughs> this is your dad this is your mom here's your little oh, brother and you're going oh no that can't be my dad and it was <laughs> it was just like no nope, put your arm around your dad and it's you're going like what's your name again like oh that's right oh you're a william too it's like no call me rusty and i was like oh, okay he's a scary guy now he played
1: a, i mean he had just played a gangster and wise guys and then <laughs> so, rolled into being america's dad that's the thing so it was like and you know i'd seen him on oh, a bunch yeah, of
0: things yeah. and you're you were the consummate actor where you were always i mean again you were not you were not sitcom dad. That's why. That's exactly what Ryder's saying. If you're going to go cast TV sitcom dad on a kid show, quote unquote, now, other than Michael, there's probably not a lot of people at the time that would have been like, "Get me William Russ." Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> a genius there move. was something a, like that was brilliant. It's the
2: same thing with Bill Daniels, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you take people yeah. out of their context as like you know it, uh, their acting context, and you 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 borrow from that yeah. to make the show more meaningful. You know, it's like it's what I think is part of the reason why the show has that level of seriousness is that there's the adults with presence and, and you know, the yeah. real actors and they're able, no one's just, no
0: one's hamming it up. No one's right. like, just here for the last Except, <laughs> except Ben. Except Ben. But again, but, but again, in a great way. Of, but yes. it was, a, he did it, that was the perfect balance of the yeah. stuff that we needed because Ben was like a little stand-up comedian. So yeah. he, he did exactly what he was supposed to and then there was this kind of, realism surrounding this chaotic twirling yes. character in the center. Yes. Which was a which was a great way to do it. I mean, that was exactly what you needed. That's why the balance between especially uh, uh Ben and Bill was so different because it was that wily e. coyote character running around and then Bill Daniels right next to him.
1: What was your relationship <laughs> with Bill? Had you known Bill before the show started? Well
0: actually I had.
4: I'd I'd actually worked on um uh, Saint Elsewhere right. about three episodes they did one they did, a, they did like three episodes where they went into the past and they followed a patient like, not just me, but through 30 years. Oh, wow. so I was there as a young person with an accident. Wow. I was there in middle age. And then I was there as an older character. I had a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> and so I'd work with Bill there. And then also I had come out to L.A. and we had done a TV movie together called. Rehearsal for Murder. Remember wow. tv with, movies? With, yes, with, movies of the week with Lynn. Yeah, MOW is great yeah. title. It's a great Lynn title with Lynn Redgrave. Oh, Jesus! And uh, uh uh Music Man actor. Anyway, uh but a lot of big actors: Peter McGee, wow. you know Jeff Goldblum. Wow. um uh, Anyways, a murder mystery, and I ended up to being. The guy that did it. Ooh, wow! The spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, we can't even find send me five bucks. I'll send you the link. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I'd work with Bill, and it, you know, so and so we, you know, we knew each other, and so and Bill didn't scare
1: the crap out of you like he did us.
0: Oh, look! There's there's
4: a
1: wow. picture. Wow. wow. We're looking, okay, we'll put this on our um, oh, Pod Meets World show uh, that Ralph, on Instagram. Like we'll put the Munchie. photo on our Instagram Preston. so you can see it. It's a Does picture of Bill Daniels and Rusty in, and nope. Jeff Goldblum
0: Robert Preston.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Okay, and we'll we'll Lynn
4: Redgrave, who was in
0: that. But then you got to work with Ryder Strong. <laughs> Wilfredell, Ryder, <laughs> and of course oh. Ben Savage.
4: You, yeah. he,
1: you may remember him as Sean Hunter. Sean Hunter. He did the Feeney call. You know, <laughs> oh, that was your name. Honestly,
2: Rusty and I barely got to work together on Boy Meets World. Yeah, until, until later. Barely, until like, later. You know, we. So I mean, I, I, yeah, it's funny because like I, I just we never even had scenes together because I was always you know isolated from. I was always at the school situation, you know, so I didn't get to know Rusty, I would say for a couple of years, like really get to know him, you know? And and, and it was actually Did anybody get to
0: really get to know Rusty?
2: Well, post (laughs) Boy Meets World, Rusty and I spent more time together. We did a movie together that I produced and he came up and and that's when I really became friends with him. And then Girl Meets World, but yeah, during Boy, I remember- you know both he and betsy were kind of distanced from from on uh, my experience which is interesting to think, think well, again, about now th- th- we
0: we've we've often talked about the the multiple boy meets worlds yeah. and it started right at the beginning i mean it really was there was a show that took place in the school and then there mm-hmm. was a show that took place at home right. and then the th- the through line thread was Mr. Feeney, who was in both exactly areas. But other than that, I mean, that's why I always said you and I did not work together for years and no, years right. and years. Well, there's no. a
1: rumor, and you guys can clear this up if it's true or not. There is a rumor that goes around on the internet mm-hmm. that the reason you guys didn't do a lot of scenes together is that you could not keep it together. You guys were constantly laughing, making each <laughs> other laugh. No, that's so, not
0: true at all. It's actually that Ryder steals things. <laughs> Club so <laughs> you, you, you'd be halfway through a scene and be like, my wallet's gone. Yeah. And they had to keep um, me away. And uh, that is absolutely true. It is true. Yeah. It is
2: true. <laughs> but that would that was later. That was what happened yeah. is Will and I started asking to be able to do a scene together mm. because we hated, we were friends in real life. We were constantly hanging out, but we were never in scenes together. So we asked them to write us scenes they wrote one, and we could not get through it. <laughs> right, and, uh, and well. we just in well. front of the audience. I mean, and that's like time consuming. That yeah. is, you know, when you're when you can't get through a scene. Uh, yeah, I have uh, I have a tendency to indicate that I'm about to laugh and try and overcompensate by making a very serious face, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, if you know me, <laughs> is so transparent. I'm sure we're going to see it when we're watching episodes, yeah, and I'm you know, because sure. I'm sure it made it to air, and hopefully nobody noticed at home. But I am constantly trying not to laugh when I'm in a scene with will and he sees it and loses it. Uh,
1: So yeah, it was a disaster.
2: Uh, And so then they decided we can never work together.
1: So Rusty, you had worked with Al Pacino, a a million different people who were professional. And then you get to work with a bunch of kids. (laughs) What truthfully, wait, you don't have to, you don't have to sugarcoat anything for us. What was it like working with a bunch of kids?
4: It was fascinating. Yeah, I know it was, it was, it was really fun. I mean, you guys are just fun to watch and I, I kind of totally loved it. Tell you the truth. I, you know, once I let myself just relax Mm -hmm. and go, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was a learning process because Mm -hmm. you guys were funny and spontaneous. And I loved watching you. I still remember. And I remember not so much even the war, but just you as people going to school and working so hard. I still can see you guys during Halloween. (laughs) Walking across to the stage in a line on Halloween, going from school to the set. Right, this is indebted in my in, yeah. in, in in my memory. You guys all in your Halloween costumes, <laughs> just in a line. We did a little parade. <laughs> yeah, a little parade. That was first season. Yeah, yeah, I, remember yeah I remember that. I remember. I have that photo. Yeah, yeah I so do too. I yeah. Burned in my memory.
2: Danielle, what were you? A French maid.
3: The <laughs> <laughs> 12-year-old French maid. Are you a serious French maid? You are already like sexy Halloween
1: sexy French maid. I have a picture Twelve. of it. We can also post that oh, on the boy meet, the Pod Meets World show yeah. Instagram yeah. account. Uh, wow. uh, it's so actually a picture decide- that I have with April Kelly.
0: Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. So how did we
1: decide?
2: Because I remember we made a big deal out of that Halloween. Will and I went and rented costumes. I was the Joker. Yeah, we rented costumes. I did Joker makeup. You were Batman.
1: Yep. I bought mine at the Halloween store for like a eleven ninety nine. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you guys did something much more. But wow.
2: what was like, so, so I guess maybe the teachers or we, did we decide to do that? I mean, I'm, I've always been a huge Halloween fan. Fanatic, I was too at so, the time. So, so maybe some we just, yeah. guaranteed like, we it should was you guys. Up. But what yeah, am? so we, it was our table read day. So it was a Thursday. Yep. I guess Halloween landed on that day and we dressed up and Fully. went to the table, re- table read in full costume and
0: everybody yep. stood up and applauded yeah. us. Well, don't you remember you and I did a fake fight scene? Yeah, we because had blood, I had blood right. We had blood capsules. And where we put them in our mouths. And we saw everybody like, they're bleeding. Look, they're even a blood capsule. It was yeah. such a Actors fun don't Halloween. Do it's like one of the small. most
2: memorable Halloween's in my life. It was first season of Boy Meets World. That's so funny. Yeah. So uh,
0: one of the things, getting back to you, Mr. Russ, oh. that I remember. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> one of the things I remember is always thinking I didn't know what I was doing and wasn't doing enough homework every time I saw your script. <laughs> Because your script rusty was like. marking his script. Marked up, ripped apart, this world. And I eventually I was like, why is that word circled, but that one is a square? Why is that diamond shaped, but <laughs> <Yes. with> that's <laughs> underlined? <sighs> I
2: love Rusty during a table read with his pencil. It was I totally not, and forgot I
0: remember, about and that. Then, and then he would put the scripts everywhere on the set. <laughs> so you would be in the middle of a scene in front of the audience, and he'd be like, hang on. And he'd reach under the cushion of the chair that he was sitting on and pull out a marked script. And I remember just looking at you and thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm, he's, he's doing this better than me
4: because break I don't down, know what I'm doing.
1: Break down how you mark up your scripts.
4: Well, <laughs> it's because I am kind of have kind of you know special needs as an actor. And I found many, many years ago that physically underlining, marking, I mean, it's really just a really, I've always done it Whether I'm doing plays. I mean, if you looked at copies of plays I did, they're like, falling apart <laughs> but physically i'm literally saying physically writing something down mm-hmm. goes into my brain yes, oh, okay yes i okay. can't just look at it. i have to physically there's a connection between physically doing something and in my part of my brain that yeah. records that
2: yeah i've heard of actors actually like writing out their yes. entire
3: I've scene done that yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah 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 but that's all it really was right your process, <laughs> and yeah, you guys uh, really weren't working enough. You not <laughs> pay- I mean, it was, you, I was you're so like- naturally talented. <laughs> I had to actually work. Thank you.
0: Uh, I did. I remember going home the, the first night I saw it and being like, I guess I'll underline this <laughs> line. This is what like, actors were supposed I to do. I guess I'm supposed to do this, so I'm going to circle <laughs> this and put a triangle around yeah. Feeney. So it's there like, isn't
1: like a glossary. It's literally just any particular marking you do around things. Like the diamond or the square doesn't actually mean something to you specifically. It's just. the no. Okay. okay. No.
3: And, it's,
4: and it's just. It's just the physical thing of getting it into my head. It's mm-hmm. like a, being an athlete. Mm-hmm. I had to physically do the movement and mm-hmm. write it down and there would some and also it would help me get very mm-hmm. as an actor specific with everything that I was saying. Otherwise I didn't know what was going on. Right. <laughs> so.
3: wow. I
0: guess one of the things we should probably do with our guests at least a little bit is find out what, what why did you become an actor? Where you know where did you where did you start and what made you decide that you wanted to become an entertainer
4: uh desperation really I mean I didn't <laughs> I didn't know anything else I mean honestly I I think about this all the time and because I, I see how other people choose where they're going in their life and there's usually something and I couldn't really figure it out um I mean I went to college I had no no desire to be an actor I didn't know what that was or anything but then I look back and I look at high school and I remember going to Everyone, all these high schools would go to, the local repertory company would come through and we'd see two or three plays. I do remember sitting in the balcony going, "Mm, this is weird, but then watching these actors going, that looks like fun. And then they go out and they have lunch with their dinner with their friends. (laughs) I mean, that looks like kind of a- Good life. And they do this, yeah, they go all around the country, wow. And then I forgot about it, It never really is a thing. And then I literally went to the University of Michigan Totally lost nineteen sixty eight, just won an athletic uh, kind of scholarship. And what uh, what was your sport? I was a diver. Okay. You know. Wow. Wow. And
2: uh like high diving, like yeah and
4: cheerleaders. So Weren't terrible. you a cheerleader as well? I, all the, yeah, all yep. the, then the world class gymnasts, it was all men cheerleaders. Yeah. And wow. they're all world class gymnasts and divers and you know, but it was also putting on a show. You go into the stadium, sure. and there's a hundred thousand people in there. Yeah, bring the energy up, <laughs> and you're doing the flips. And welcome to the circus. Let's wow. go. Yes. But uh anyway, I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I just wanted to get away from home. And <laughs> thought I had a loving home, but I had five brothers and sisters, so I really wanted to get away. Yeah. And in New Orleans, right? That's where you. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where kind of grew up. Yeah. I'm a Navy brat. I grew up all over, actually. Um. But yeah, and then I someone said wanted. I was in speech class, and someone said, can you do a scene? I go, "Whoa, what's a scene? And they go, oh, we we'll do this thing. I'll, and I did it, and one of the teachers, this is what happens in your life, you have to pay attention. Someone said, you're really good at this. Wow. You should do this. And I went, oh, really? Yeah, maybe I should. And then I just had blinders on. And they went, oh, this is what I should do. Mm. And then basically had blinders on, too, for better or for worse. And that's what I
0: focused. And so that was what like the early 70s by this point, 71, 72 to 72 okay.
4: in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I and it was a great period because there was a lot of political theater, we were creating theater, we went to Europe and did mime, you oh know, for <laughs> the lunchtime theater in Edinburgh. <laughs> we traveled and, you know, did uh, the Tempest. Shakespeare's play in London in the round. Wow. For six people. Thank you. (laughs) Oh (laughs) really? One of those
2: (laughs) classic theater experiences.
4: Great stories. I could tell you so many stories. Well, when
2: you say mime, are you like literally painting your face? Well, we were
4: called the Ann Arbor Mime troupe. And it was this guy who had conned some money from somewhere. And there were like, you know, 10 or 12 of us in Ann Arbor were all doing off Ann Arbor shows and lunchtime theater and political shows. And he had supposedly put together this tour of Europe, and we got to Edinburgh, we flew into London, and got to Edinburgh, and we had this whole band that said Mime Troupe, and we got to Edinburgh and realized that none of this was true. This is oh. a guy oh, hoping no. to get more money. So then we had to figure out, well, how do we
0: do this? <laughs> like, would, ah, da, da, da. Oh well, they say mime is money. So wow. thank you very much.
4: Yes, they do. Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, His plan mine is to make not money, money was to
2: send a mind trip to Edinburgh. <laughs> oh
4: well, god. it wasn't like we had to make money. It's like we didn't know money for food. It was like Christine Lottie. Oh my god, guys in this are you group, kidding? Christine and there's some and there's some wonderful actors and we'd all knew each other. And all of a sudden we're stuck in Edinburgh. So what were you doing? Like busking on the street for money? Like how did you well basically we did lunchtime theater? Mime shows and then people come and have lunch and on French bread, not for mime, you know, it's oh really crunchy God. and everything. Wow. And then we were pre- premiering a new play at the Edinburgh uh, Late Night Theater, which is a very famous theater. And uh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then just hustling till, you know, we, we literally ran out of money and had to get wow. friends, people to send us money to get home. But, but was, you, are,
2: were you having fun, though? I mean, oh, yeah, it a must have been the time. time. Of, of course, it was a
4: great time. We're up all night. and yes,
2: Just know, having a uh, and
4: Those no, are the stories. Were
2: fantastic like, Those are the stories. Yes, yes, That's, that's I know. the great one. But so, you know, what's so crazy to me about hearing these stories is how, like, for me, showing up on the set of Boy Meets World, how little life experience, right. I, you know, of course, like my comparison. And so when I think of of our time on Boy, I sort of imagine everybody showing up with the same like right. blank slate of right. And it's like, no, Rusty was like, how old were you when we we I were was on like forty two? Right. So you were my age now.
3: Oh.
2: And so for me <laughs> yeah. to like wrap my head around because uh, we and we said this before we started recording. uh, when you're a kid, all grown-ups are the same age to you.
3: Yeah, um, you know, yeah. And,
2: and so for me, there was no difference between you and Bill Daniels, for instance, or Michael Jacobs. Or, Jacob or, or Michael Jacobs. Ch- it, yeah. it was just uh, yeah, any anybody, adults. yeah, that, anybody that was over who was not in school three yeah. hours yeah. a day yeah, exactly. was basically the same age to me. And like, so it's so mind-boggling now to be able to put myself in your shoes and say like, God, that must've been a trip to see us little kids running around uh, getting paid as much as you working as it's like so weird. Like, it, it, you know, but you had already lived this huge life. Uh, and now I can appreciate it so much. Uh, I really, it, it's, it's really cool.
4: Uh, well, I was, you know, as I said, it was like, I've always been hopefully open to the new thing. And it was like, okay, I'll try this. I mean, I didn't, know what a play was i mean literally i can remember the the table read that we did and i actually got up during the table read to get a cup of coffee yeah <gasps> i'd never been in a table right. read for a right. sitcom <laughs> before right and i was literally called out after the reading <laughs> going people noticed you got up and had a cup <gasps> of coffee like, no and i was like really oh my god Really? I couldn't do that. I no disrespect. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it's just because you knew you
1: weren't in the scene.
4: I didn't know. Yeah. Again, the, the yeah. whole sitcom experience was new to me. Right. Um
0: had you ever done even a guest star on a four camera before? No. Never. So this and is your I first time done on a sitcom since. set. Wow. <laughs> is that true? Really? I have not done one. Since. So Boy Meets World is your only sitcom experience all the way around. Yeah. Pretty good only one to do, I would I would say. <laughs> no,
4: that's what's so ironic and funny and Special, and I'm grateful, and I'm I, I'm constantly amazed. Yeah.
1: Were <laughs> the adults' friends offset? Like we obviously the three of us here were have always been very close, yeah. but we were kind of forced together too. Cause we were in school together. Then we were on set together and then we did spend time, our social time to get and I love away that. from, yeah, yeah, we did that yeah. a lot. Did you guys do
4: that? Yeah, we did. We had uh, you know, at the time we were living in the Hollywood Hills and we had the big house. You guys were there a the lot yeah. when we finished. Yeah. But yeah, Bill and Bonnie Bartlett, Bill mm-hmm. Daniels would come over for dinner and, oh, and Betsy so and John nice. and uh, other friends and we'd have dinner. Yeah. Sometime. And, it was a great bunch of people, you know, it really had a special time. You,
0: you know just, what I remember? One of the things I remember about you is you came up to me one day. Well, I obviously have stories all day long, but one, first of all, we'll get into this. The only bad car accident I've ever been in my life was Rusty. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Tell the story. Uh,
0: we will get to that story. Okay. okay. <laughs> we got to talk hang gliding. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Rusty comes up to me one day on the set and he says, hey, I got, I got a, a favor to ask. And I go, all right, what, what? He goes, will you drive for me? I said, what? what? He goes, well you, well, you drive for me. Just come come to my house. You're going to drive my truck for me. And I didn't honestly didn't even know what he meant at the time. He goes, I'm going I'm going hang gliding. And I go. All right. So I come. I meet him at the house. It's like, you know, four o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. And we get there and I pick him up. We drive all the way out. It's like an hour, hour and a half away. And then we drive. He's driving the truck at this point. And we drive up this like steep hill. In this, on this mountain. What was a big truck? What, what kind of car was it? It was a big. It was a blazer. Super, a blazer that okay, I ended okay. up buying. <laughs> I ended I up having that. Car, it was yeah. stolen from my the house same, right after. The under.
1: actual truck. The actual truck. You bought I bought Rusty's truck. I bought Rusty's truck,
0: okay. um, which was not technically legal uh, the truck the way they, they had it. <laughs> the the previous it was a pie, owner right? <laughs> had it rigged up. And there wasn't like seat belts or anything. Oh but anyway. <laughs> so we drive up this hill and Rusty pulls out his, his hang glider, all the stuff, sets it all up. He's talking to me the whole time. Then he looks at me. He's like, all right, I'll meet you at the bottom and just runs and jumps off the hill and takes off. You are kidding (laughs) me. And now I'm at the top of this mountain in a truck I've never driven having to drive down these trails. How old are you? Seventeen. Okay, you're
1: seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> had you ever seen a hang glider before?
0: No, much much less somebody who literally just runs and jumps off the, the side of a of a mountain right. and 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 then goes. I'll meet you at the bottom.
1: Oh my god! Rusty so,
2: is 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 an incredible <laughs> athletic. Yes, he's obviously extreme an sports guy. Yeah. like you've done uh, all of it. And I remember, yeah, I remember you came in. You nuts. had an accident one time with your hang glider. I, I he I just remember him coming in all scraped up. Do you remember this at all?
4: Usually I don't have an accident flying. No, it's, it's landing. Really, probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the landing <laughs> that gets you. But oh. I don't even remember. Yeah, maybe.
3: Yeah, Do you still maybe. hang
4: glide? No, no. I did. I had a really bad bike accident yeah. years ago, and that's really. I love riding bikes. I'm just not very good at it. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no. Usually uh, most of us fly, usually hurt ourselves on our bicycle.
1: And with
0: 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma.
1: Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S
2: dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD.
1: When it comes to Pod meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai.
0: If we could, we would
1: take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever.
0: Say teched out again.
1: Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either
0: way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard
2: ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger.
0: So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia.
1: And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai.
2: It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com.
1: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 Rear Wheel Drive has an EPA estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
0: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag,
2: a watch that says it all.
1: But
2: with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can do both. You can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means
0: you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team.
1: And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want,
2: like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need,
0: like a divot repair tool after you've torn up your lawn.
1: try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2%
2: cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles.
0: That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards.
1: The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms
2: apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.
1: So what happened with the car accident?
0: Uh, so Rusty is trying to teach... I just bought my first cool car. And yeah. what I mean just bought it, it there were 200 miles on it. What was the car? It was, it was car? brand new. It was a brand new BMW M3.
1: I remember nice. it so it was, well.
0: I, I think I'd had it like a week.
1: By the way, how did BMW... Not sponsor,
0: not sponsor our show. How was BMW's. the cast of
1: BMW not driving exactly. BMWs? Okay, so go on. So, so how, I want to set this up though. How old are you? Uh, we were at
0: KTLA at this right. point. So it was- 17, 18. Yeah, 17, 18, So it was season 19, three or four. Season three or four. Oh, so 18 or 19. No, yeah. no, no, no.
1: no. Sorry, we went Disney, Disney, CBS two years. Radford, two no, years. No, oh, no KTLA, KTLA I was then there. CBS yeah, Radford,
0: So Rusty was trying to, in vain, God love him, teach me yeah. how to play racquetball and teaching me how to play racquetball is like teaching a potato to whistle. (laughs) So, um... He he! literally he's like, well, come on, we're going to go. We're going to try this again. And what you would always do just very quickly, racquetball wise, was you just hit the same shot every time. And I would get so frustrated because you're like, well, I'm going to keep hitting it. If you got to learn how to hit, he'd hit it high off the wall. It would go over my head. And I'd swear that was us <laughs> playing racquetball. Um, so one day he's like, we're going to go at lunch. And if you remember, you come out the KTLA, the gate, you took a left, you went up to the main street and then you took a left or a right. That was like Hollywood Boulevard or some some major road up there. So Rusty grabs he's like let's go he's in the passenger seat I'm driving we get up to the lights and I'm like halfway in the Crosswalk. intersection. Oh okay. And the and the light goes red. <gasps> so I by law have to go like I'm I'm in the thing. So there's three lanes coming from our right. The first lane stops, the second lane stops and we can't see the third lane. So I pull out and I remember Rusty saying like um just just turn, just turn left, just turn left when we had to go straight. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. And I went straight. and the car in the third lane did not see us and slammed into Rusty's side.
3: Mm. and I mean, like it was about it was Lucas. a good
0: hit. It was a it was a d de- It put a ripple through my entire car. The car oh, was no. not total, but it was bad. But the thing I remember most is Rusty looking at me first and going, "Are you okay?" And I went, "I'm fine. I'm fine." And then getting out of the car, going, "Our fault. Our fault." And I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Don't, don't say you that. Yeah, say wait that? a minute. It might not have been. It might not have been." Let's let's both my parents are lawyers. It's like, let's all calm down for a second and figure out exactly what happened. Um, our, what I, I
4: really know. meant to say was his, his,
0: fault, fault. his fault. His fault. His fault. But it was it was it was the only knocking wood as I say this. Knocking Costco plastic as I say this. Um. It was the only like real car accident I've ever been in. And I look at it's, it's my TV dad and I. Oh my god! <laughs> and the car, they, I, again, I was, it had 200 miles on it. They had to cut the entire car in half and, and like meld on a whole nother side. I didn't see it again for like another six months.
1: Were you physically okay, Rusty? Did you have oh, any? Yeah. yeah. But no, no. I remember the
0: the, 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 I can still see, like you can see in your head, the four of us walking, uh, uh while dressed. I can still see. Looking over at you as the accident happened, the glass smashes in all mm. over you and you rock all the I mean, we were probably hit at doing, you know, they, they were probably doing 20, 30 miles an hour, which Oof. is which is a good size yeah. smack in the car. Um, so we were it was a like a full on accident. And then I remember going back to the set and Steve Hafer going, you guys are late. Oh, and it was like Let's we were for our first our AD. first date. Who's the nicest guy in the world? Mm-hmm. And we were like we were just in the car, accident. and then he was like, "Oh wait, is everybody okay?" But but it was I, I remember going out to my car later that day because you'd walk where it was parked. You'd walk to the car. And the side you saw was perfect and pristine and gorgeous and the coolest car in the world. And you'd walk to the other <laughs> side and it was just destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah, those are a couple of rusty, uh, rusty stories that, yeah, I, that it I had. Was,
4: it was really an honor to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Our fault. Our what, yeah. fault. Was, what was Will like as a TV son?
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: What was your relationship like on the show? Like, how would you guys describe the Alan-Eric father-son relationship?
4: I think we had a really good. We had the same problem that writers yeah, would have a lot of times, especially as we got that. older yeah. and more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. As getting through this scene, What's and that? I have to say, as an actor, <laughs> the hardest days I've ever had are days with like Will, and um, <laughs> you know, I've had it with other actors, but mainly Will <laughs> uh, because he really, you know, was new. <laughs> It all, oh, but no, actually, the hardest day that I've had on a set, and I had this happen on Wise Guy many years later with grown-up actors. Four of us got the giggles so bad that we would have to shoot a scene. We we're sitting around a table, and as soon as the scene was cut, we'd have to all run away and hide out in a bedroom so we couldn't look okay, at each other. And yeah. it was the longest day I ever had because I couldn't <laughs> hang out with my actor friend. Right. But, yeah, yeah, we um, we yeah, had, we but we had a lot of those. We had a good time. I mean, we did. There we did. was we did.
2: one episode where you guys are in a museum or something. Oh, and oh, and Rusty, awesome. you guys could not keep it together, but Rusty could remember his lines. And so I just remember you just like went, <laughs> 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 and we I all did. lost it. And, and you, but you kept a straight face. And you were just like, <laughs> you just like spoke gibberish. And I just remember <laughs> Will could, you were like crying <laughs> laughing. You're <were> like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and I think it was oh. in front of the audience too i just remember oh, I was, it was. oh my
0: god we it had so was. much fun we had fun <laughs> that, made, that made me feel good because at the beginning i i you know i was yeah very, you guys
4: have to tell me what you thought i mean because well, I, I was like i was very of wooden and i didn't know how to
0: act right away and i thought at the beginning that you were kind of like because it took us a little while to bond oh, and i thought at the beginning you were kind of like this guy doesn't know what he's doing yet like he's not this is he's kind of saying the words that are written on the page and then by like season two I thought you and I really kind of started to get along and bond a lot better, which I thought was was a lot of fun. But I remember, <laughs> Rusty, in front of the audience, it's the first episode we've ever done. Now, we're, we've talked about how we have never we, – we, we shot things out of order. Mm-hmm. So the first episode that I actually shot, which was the first episode you actually shot because we were both yeah. not in the pilot. Yeah, that's right. Was the episode where we – Eric goes to a concert with his first girlfriend and the parents are at the same concert having more fun than Eric and Nikki Cox, who was, who was the girl. And that was the That's first right. episode we actually shot. And so um, I think it was maybe an episode later. Maybe it wasn't that episode, it was an episode later. Rusty, there's, I want, uh, Eric wants to get like a Corvette or something like that. He wants, he, dad, you gotta buy me a Corvette. And it's a scene between Corey and Eric and and the dad and, and Alan. And they're sitting there and Rusty had something, and we're in front of the audience and Rusty had something lodged in his throat. <laughs> And one of the lines is, you want a Corvette? I'm going to buy you a Schwinn. <laughs> so to try to clear his throat but not lose the scene, Rusty was going, you want a Corvette? I'll buy you a Schwinn. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, you, you
4: can't lose it. It's like that live theater thing. I'm like, uh, keep it together. Yeah, make it work. work.
3: Use that flash. Use that flash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ben and I just losing yes. it like yes. we couldn't get but through. That's it.
2: classic Rusty. It was. Like, yeah. Rusty's one of these actors. You get through it no matter what. And you yeah. commit wholeheartedly. Oh, like, you always stay present. You always go for it. And I just remember that that being well, <laughs> thank you. hysterical thank you. results. <laughs> oh my god. We should
0: also talk about you in later episodes, because you were at the time the only cast member who went on to direct the direct the show. Yes. You directed right.
4: Was Several that, episodes. Of was Boy. that
1: your first directing experience on Boy? Uh
4: oh yeah yeah and I um, yeah I hadn't really thought about it. I mean we were talking about earlier actors and directing. It hadn't really occurred to me, but you know you guys were so good. I mean it was like you know I let me try. You know it was it was fun. It was like you know I hope we had a good time. I mean I didn't really know anything about directing really, but. What season was that? Was that like fifth season? Like fourth or fifth. Oh, fourth fourth or fifth, yeah. Yeah. And so how did
1: that come about? You just asked Michael, like, hey, can I direct one this season?
4: Well, I said, you know, yeah. I think I said, oh, I'd like to, you know, I I just went to him. I said, yeah, Michael, do you think I, I mean, I think I'd like to direct one of these. like to see. And he said, sure. Yeah. You know, and then I just followed David Trainer around and whoever else came in and uh, just learned it. And uh, it was so much fun.
0: And you guys are so easy. I mean- well, you used to direct, I remember you used to direct during the scene. Yeah. While he was in it. While yeah, he was absolutely. in it. So he would like, we'd all be on the couch and we'd be in the middle of the scene and it would be like, well, I don't know, dad, what do you think you should do? He'd be like, I don't know, Eric, let's figure it out. Now turn. <laughs> like, Make sure you're open to camera three. I'd be like, you realize the audience is there, we're in the middle of the scene. And then you start laughing like, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nah, you guys were so easy to work with. It was really fun. Your parents are another thing.
0: <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode? Is there one that sticks out in your mind as like? Oh, God.
4: You know, I, I just remember pieces of a million of them. And, yeah. the, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, jumping the parachute one where we're jumping out oh, of that's a right. plane. You, yes. I remember the one with the bear yep. and the honey and yes. the one arm bear trainer. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I mean, I remember moments you know, that you guys did that were just, you know, I mean, I had to watch, you know, that were just, uh, you know you and Ben's relationship, and yeah. I know you. I didn't
1: get to work with you nearly as much as I as I wish I did, but oh. you know, again, the multiple boy meets worlds. I was mostly in the school setting, um, and then, of course, as the show went on, I we would do more things. We had the Matthews family Christmas that Topanga was, you know, I was in yes. the in the house a little bit. Obviously, then the episode where uh, you guys think we ran off and got married, and then there's a, the big thing in the kitchen. Is that long walk
0: to Philly? Is that the one that's the one where you just you show up again? That's the one where I
1: show up again after I audience to Pittsburgh. (gasps) The gasp. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But I didn't get to work with you a ton. Uh, Obviously, then I got to work with you for people who don't know. Rusty was the dialogue coach on Girl Meets World. And so we got to I got to work with Rusty every every single day.
4: Uh, It was so much fun watching you guys and watching the girls.
1: Yeah and seeing that was such a great experience for me because like writer like you're talking about being able to now put yourself in his shoes on boy meets world mm-hmm. i was then in those shoes the same way you were in those shoes yeah. on girl meets world right. but i w- but we were there with rusty yep. who had been it was like so the girl
2: <laughs> you know the girls looked at us as all the same age they were like <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were, like didn't understand that rusty was any older Danielle than you Rider and me and rusty yeah, yeah, all we were together all 30 plus so yes. yep. yeah no and how wow. did you
4: guys deal with seeing working with kids it was great. It was amazing. God, it was. They were so great kids. They it were was, great
2: kids, and but it, it it was different. It was very different to be able to see what the kids on Girl were going through. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the first, you know, we, we talk about this podcast as a reflection on our experience on Boy. I feel like my first real reflection back was Girl, was working on Girl Meets World. And I was able to see what we went through with completely different eyes, clearer eyes, and, and, um, and really I, you know, I I ended up directing a lot of episodes and I I think loved you directed it. more than anybody. Did is that true? I think so. Um and I ended up loving I loved it mostly because I I w- I wanted to be for those kids what a lot of directors had been for me. That's, you know, what a lot of the grown-ups yeah, it's around. A great way to, Sure. And I, you know, Jeff McCracken, David Trainer, mm. um, and these people really um Protected us, supported us, encouraged encouraged us us. as actors. And, you know, like there were times on Girl Meets World that I just was like, we we, we were ahead, you know, the day was made and we were fine. We had a couple hours and I'd be like, let's, let's just running sit around and talk about acting. Yeah. And we would do like, I have conversations with the kids or then we would do running charades. I was like, you guys like, make sure that you think about what, like the fun of what we're doing. Yeah, and yeah. This right. isn't just delivering the lines. It isn't just like showing up and hitting your marks and pleasing the grownups. But actually this is an opportunity for you to explore acting. And like, that was, I cared so much about that. And I, I hope some of that stayed with them because I haven't seen the girls or anybody since. Girl well, that, was ended. A,
4: that was a great gift that you were able to give to them. Yeah. I mean, that, having that perspective yeah. and,
2: and it's because you know. I remember working with the grown-ups that 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 gave us the you know the yeah. the the feedback that we needed as, as kids to be like oh this is a real job and this is this is
4: your show you know and um, also we hopefully hopefully we helped you be kids too exactly. because I would be the first one I hope I was the first one if someone was not cool to say no 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 no, no. yeah yeah let Ryder let Danielle let yeah. Will do what they need to
3: do, and yeah. you
1: did that on Girl as well. And I mean, I then I remember because I I got, then got to direct my very first episode on Girl Meets World, and I remember sitting around the table with you and uh, other people who were so instrumental in helping me learn to direct, and me just asking Rusty, "Okay, I get the I get the blocking." what is a shot list? (laughs) How do you do that? What And talk about marking up scripts. I mean, because Rusty is the dialogue coach. He had things marked for, you know, every different person. And I mean, Rusty was just, he was so helpful. He was like, look, everybody does it a different way. There's not a right way or a wrong way to do it. Here's how I do it. And you can do whatever you want to do, but here's how I do it. Um, You were just so you were so wonderful and helpful. You've always have been, but you are such a, um, the same way you were that like tent pole that like that comforting uh, dad on, on boy, you carried that same energy as just a human being onto the set of girl meets world. And all of us there who were in kind of chaotic life experience times, like boy meets uh, girl meets world was a bit of a chaotic time for many reasons, but you were a person all of us flocked to for advice, stability, um, just comfort. I
2: remember my first date that. night. I was so scared directing because it's so intense. You're directing. You have to keep track of four cameras, all the performance, and there's an audience watching you. <laughs> yeah. and, and of course, for me, it was also like the audience knew who I was. I was so scared. And you just looked at me and you were like, it's an acid trip, man. It's got to end at some time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but I remember
2: I leaned on you so heavy that uh, first well, time directing. I was kind. so scared. And I I could always look over. You had you had you knew it from every angle because you had been the, the yep. acting, you had been the directing, and here you were dialogue coach, which is like being a right hand person for me. It was so helpful. Oh my god, I remember feeling so much better knowing you
4: were there. Well, wow. we you all, guys all did a great job.
1: Thank you. Well, we all know you as an iconic TV dad, but uh, one person, Georgia, I asked what her experience was like having you as her real dad, and I'd like to play that for you. What was it like having Rusty as a dad in real
4: life? A little edgier than Alan Matthews with his motorcycle and
1: rocker pants and shoes. and He's a great dad, though. When I was little, you know, he would drive me to competitions all over the country. Even um, now, he'll come to Florida and come with me to some of the competitions. He's truly one of my absolute best friends. You could say I'm a bit of a daddy's girl.
3: Yeah, he's just, he's incredible.
4: That's very sweet. I'll tell you a funny story about Georgia. Claire and I, my wife, Georgia's mom, we were uh, with Georgia. We were coming from having dinner somewhere. And she's about literally three or four years old. And uh, I I said to her, oh, and we're doing the Christmas show. And I said, oh, Georgia, how would you like to be in the Christmas show? I have something to tell you about being in, you know, Boy Meets World, maybe it's something you can do, and, and she looks really at us both, and she goes, oh, am I going to direct? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's about right. I oh
4: literally God. said that. Child <laughs> of and actors. Claire and I laughed so far.
3: Oh, my that's about, that's that's about gosh. Right. That's very nice. But that's, nice. well, that's
4: kind of Georgia. Yeah.
0: You oh. always used to do that, though. You always used to also try to make us laugh. I have one more very funny, rusty story that mm-hmm. everyone always asks for behind-the-scenes stories, and I never remember them until the people are standing in front of us. Mm-hmm. So we're in the set for the Now Your Ninth Job as Dad, which is the... um uh, Outward store, the outback store, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. You know, and there is on the desk, there is a giant tub of beef jerky.
2: I don't
3: ben. know.
0: <laughs> so Ben has a problem with germs sometimes, as a lot of us do, and would refuse to eat any of the beef jerky. And, and you would reach in and grab it and, eat, and take a bite and eat your beef jerky. And Ben's like, well, look what you're doing. Your hands are in there the whole time. How's anybody supposed to eat? And you picked up a piece of beef jerky. You bit it in half and you threw it back into the full thing of beef
3: jerky, and
0: then you shut it. And Ben went, "That doesn't freak me out." He opened it up. He reached in to grab his beef jerky, took a bite, and it was the exact no. one
3: that no, you no. had bitten
0: in half. And he went, oh, and threw the thing oh. across the. River. The chances of reaching it, I don't. It's so. It's etched in my mind. You and I then lost it because I mean the chances of that happening. But it was Ben biting right into the beef jerky you had just eaten, and then throwing it across the room. Room. i don't oh know why it sticks gosh. into my head but those
4: well stories. you know i grew up with five brothers and sisters exactly. germs were not an issue yeah. <laughs> you know eating no. other people's was not an issue <laughs> oh, i <it> was so <laughs> fun. Know, claire still yells at me put get your hand off my plate <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. yeah oh my wow well <laughs> I'd love to talk about the episode. Yeah. Can we? Yeah, but we should do another episode. Let's do another episode. <laughs> join join us for the next episode. That's right. Yeah. Where we're going to break down episode number 102. It's called On the Fence. Yes. I'm so glad this is the week that we asked you to come on because this was an Alan Matthews heavy episode. Yeah,
4: it was fun to watch it. I hadn't seen it in a while.
1: All right, great. So we're going to do that in the next episode. Uh, guys, we have an email address. Email us your thoughts, your questions, feedback. Tell us what you think about the show thus far, what you'd like to hear more of we are pod meets wait what (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, we are podmeetsworldshow
1: pod World show at gmail.com and also check out our Instagram we're gonna put a couple of pictures up there that I mentioned earlier that picture of Rusty working with Bill Daniels will go up there um I've got a, a Halloween picture we'll put up there it's Podmeats show no pod Meets World show okay guys I'm gonna get this we're, <laughs> I promise I'll have the name of the show memorized eventually uh pod Meets World show uh on Instagram and yeah go there email us though pod meets world Show at gmail.com
0: podmeetsworldshow.com yeah. is that what it is yeah oh, no. No, i don't either Me, we, I, we, are gonna, wire, we are gonna, we gonna get, we that. get that we are gonna Good. get that pod meets show napster <laughs> of, i can't <laughs> say
1: <laughs> pod show. I, pod show it show
2: actually kind of works too pod, pod meets, pod world, meets world, 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 world
3: show meets world show, show right pod okay meets world show. pod meets world
1: show okay great this is going well uh all right we'll see you in the next episode for number 102 on the fence we love you all pod dismissed
2: Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Daniel Fischel, Will Friedell, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Lorraine Virez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is
0: brought to you by Huggies Little Movers.
1: Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With
2: Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit.
1: That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around.
0: Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So,
1: make the switch to
2: Huggy's Little Movers today.
1: We got you, baby. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago. And loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5.
0: With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever.
1: Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ioniq 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.
2: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and
0: purchases you need.